0: The next time fell on the same day that beheld the disappearance of Christine Daillet. In the morning, a note from the ghost reminded them that the money was due. It read,
1: August 19th, 1997. I have the English patient. This is how I got it. Grandpa and us kids went to the mall to see Men in Black. It was cool. Anyway, I had $13 in my purse. And in the middle of Men in Black, I said I had to pee. Instead, though, I went out of the theater into B Dalton and bought it as quickly as I could. I took the bag out of my, I took the book out of its bag and shoved it in my purse. Then I threw the bag and the receipt in the trash can. Okay, more later. I'm watching Lord of the Dance. Hey, Kara. Hey, friend. How are you doing? I hate you so much sometimes. <laughs> Welcome to LaRole Less Traveled. I'm, um, your worst adolescent nightmares in, corpore- <laughs> in corporeal form. I'm Kristen. Um, this is my beleaguered co-host, Kara, and we're here to talk to you about, uh, the issues, meaning, Rick needs to get a job. Uh, it's Phantom of the Opera. We're recapping Phantom of the Opera. We had a great time reading the David Coward translation, which, you know, we like to talk about how it's real different than the publicly available one that most people have read. This week was not that different because what the translator loves to do, Alexander Texier de Matos, is let men speak. So before we do that, we're just going to let Kara speak, just checking in on your friend. How are you recovering? Uh, still
0: recovering, still doing great. Um... Yeah. Really just excited for my husband,
1: Jordan Donica, to be nominated for a Tony Award. Ever heard of it? Tony Award nominee, Jordan Donica. The only things that would sound better than that to me would be Tony Award winner, Jordan Donica, or uh, lead in the Phantom of the Opera reopening, Jordan (laughs) Donica.
0: I'm just saying. He
1: was seriously the best Raul ever, you guys, and he's great. Uh he's great in Hamilton. I have not watched charmed, but he's probably real great on that. Right. Uh, I don't think Carisena and Camelot. I don't think great. charmed
0: is very good, but uh I'm sure he's wonderful in it. Last night I saw Titanic. Ever heard of it? Uh, for a second time, for right? For a second time. I saw it once with friend of the pod Ashley. We loved it and then um John Riddle who famously plays Raul in the Family of the Opera. Ever heard of it? As now he's back as Cal Hockley in Titanic. So he was really, it was his first night last night. So friend of the pod, Rachel and I went. <sighs> oh, amazing. Awesome. No,
1: I got to see, they they did a live stream of that. or so, I've gotten to see it. I never got to see it live, but I have seen the recorded performance they did. And it's just so much fun. And yeah, my goodness, I guess Phantom Corner this week is just, since it's closed, uh, shouts to former members of the... Raul Navy. That's, that's kind of what's going on.
0: Phantom world. Shouts to the Raul Navy. We're really we're eating well in the
1: Raul Navy tonight. There's a couple of former phantoms that are out there prospering, though. Two former members of the Broadway cast, Jeremy Stoll, Greg Mills. They were phantom understudies, like understudies for a bunch of different things. But they just started a podcast. Yes. And it is a really, really, really fun listen. Yes. Uh Could have probably say that for the end but it's part of phantom corner so check that out it is called pod of no return but yeah meanwhile at the paris opera though Kara, like do you think we're ready (laughs) chapter 17 madame jerry's amazing
0: revelations of her personal dealings with the phantom of the opera
1: the only differences i noted this week team is that um eric is just bitchier here and oh we said that this will be easy there's no eric in the chapters well, he's not exactly physically present, but he's he's very much a presence. He's there. The Phantom of the Opera. He is there.
0: We also need to talk about, can we please, sorry, segue corner, can we fucking talk about how yeah. the fucking Instagram account, the official Phantom of the Opera Instagram account posted like the most 2004 era manipulated photo of I think it was Holly Ann Hull in her Wishing You Were Somehow Here Again pose, and then there's just a Gaston Leroux quote, and then people were like, that's not even from the book.
1: Uh, no, it is from it the is. book. It is. just like a random Raul quote. It's a Raw
0: quote, but it sounds like it's supposed to be a phantom quote.
1: A couple of them do. Gaston Leroux simply needed to take us to a very, like, Benny Hill kind of place. Like, the, like clown car music is playing the whole time. This I was,
0: I did text you that this was charming, though, because... Again, oh, it's insane that. to me that, like, this is a gothic novel that's giving us answers. Like, they're just like, oh, wasn't that weird? Well, here's the explanation. And I'm like, great, thank you so much. Chapter 17, Madame Jerry's Amazing Revelations of Her Personal Dealings with the Family Opera. So now we do a little record scratch backup to before all the boys started, like, they're, like, where the manager is, like, right
1: Do they care that an employee has been abducted from the stage? No, No, they do not. Unfortunately,
0: yeah, the answer was was no. So we go back a month and they're real fucking stressed because they're like 20,000 francs is a lot of fucking money. And so they're like, okay,
1: Yeah, this this was funny. The reader should know, despite the director's earnest wish to bury the subject forever, that the first payment of the Phantom's monthly 20,000 francs had gone smoothly. But there had been such weeping... And wailing and gnashing of teeth. This is me. Yes, biblical quote. Paying my credit card bill. (laughs) Me too. Still the transaction had taken place without a hitch. How did the... (laughs) Yeah, the Venmo went through. One morning, the directors had found a ready prepared envelope on their desk. It was addressed to the P of the O, Esquire. I hate this man. I screamed when I saw this and marked personal. It was a note from the phantom himself it said bitch better have my money pay me what you owe me um it's giving get a job <laughs> get a hobby i don't understand a, it does really jump out in both trans in the um actually in the public domain one that like there's it's not only the envelope with the letter but like there's a pre-prepared envelope for them to send the money right on back in so that little business reply mail that does say like postage must be paid by addressee of whatever, but it's like made out already. He made one of the Rick invented those. Presumably, it's in his busted handwriting. I guess. Yeah, like,
0: but- that's like how my church used to like give out like envelopes, and it would be like twenty dollars. Do you want to give forty dollars? And I'm like very oh presumptuous. God. He's like twenty thousand francs
1: check. He made a little box on it, yeah. like, for the option to tip if they would like to do so. Don't don't forget to tip your opera. Oh my God,
0: he's turning the iPad around. Oh, <laughs> and you're stuck at the. <laughs> they're stuck, and they're like, "Should we tip?" I don't know. He just gave them- us a mess of coffee. He just destroyed our chandelier.
1: I don't know if we should tip him. So then they they do it. So they give him the money. The moment has come. The moment has come to implement the clauses of the schedule of agreement. Rick, I am begging you to sign up for an Orange Theory class. Like, I don't know.
0: He put so much work into this fake invoice.
1: <laughs>
0: it's just it. him on the computer, and he's got his inkjet printer, and he's it's like, please. It's just yes. him. So they, they, they're like, okay, here we go. So they're like, "This is, yeah. we're going to figure this shit out. So they get the 20,000 francs. They give it to Madame Jury. Madame Jury's like, you couldn't shake me if you handed me something crazy. Like, I am bomb-proof. She goes straight to the phantom's box, puts the envelope on a ledge. They all watch that happen. And then they just watch the envelope through the performance. The performance ends. They're still watching. Nothing had moved. No one had come to get the envelope. Nobody moved. Nobody clapped. Madame Jury went home because her contractual hours were over. And they stood there.
1: Probably to her second job. Yeah, definitely.
0: Definitely. And then finally they were like, okay, for fuck's sake. And they walk over. They open the envelope. (laughs) Then the the money's still inside. But when they take out the money, it says, issued by the Bank of St. Farce. I hate this man so much. He sat in his lair, like, hanging up each piece of money to dry. He's, like, stamping each one.
1: So maybe think of Catch Me If You Can, yes. how he like so carefully yes. <laughs> he, like, takes like the logos from little toy planes to make fake checks. Like this is what Rick is doing. He has like a bath. When Christine's not down there using the Incredible Bathtub, he's actually filling it with little toys that he takes the logos off to make fake money. I don't know.
0: 100%. He made the stamp and then he got like the special money and then he had to cut it out the right way, and then he had to make sure it, like, crinkled the right way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh,
1: I do think this maybe got left out of the other one. He's more slippery than... Wait. Robert Houdin. Okay, I'm an idiot. Who is Robert Houdin? I've heard of Harry Houdini.
0: Footnote corner. Robert Houdin was the stage name of Jean-Eugène Robert, sometimes called the father of modern magic. Early film oh. pioneers were deeply influenced oh. by memories of his elaborate illusions and tactical skills, I
1: do like that Richard said, "Yeah, but he'd have come cheaper." So, good, good, good point, one, good, good one, point. Richard. He's got jokes. Yeah. We love that. it's like half a million dollars, or it's a lot of money.
0: We we don't know. It's yeah. not a scholarly podcast.
1: I like that they won't. They don't want to get the police involved because this shit is embarrassing. I accurate. You're not saying a no. lie. <laughs> so
0: they're like, fuck, 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 fuck. That didn't work. This fucking sucks. Everything's worse. They're trying to figure this shit out. And they're like, it's got to be Madame Giry. But then Richard says, uh, exactly. she's just a stupid woman. So happy Women's History Month. And it's, yeah, not women supporting women. No. no. And then Mon Charmant says, there's a lot of stupid it- people involved in this business. <laughs> <laughs>
1: True. Yes. Who would have thought it? Grown Richard, your boyfriend is shading you to your face. But that's okay. They just have that kind of relationship.
0: Yeah, I guess so. I
1: love that he, yeah, Mon Charmant's like, yeah, a lot of fucking clowns involved. Richard's like, right, I know, but don't worry. Next time we'll be ready for him. And uh, I love him, your honor. I also
0: like that the his payday is also the same day he takes Christine. Damn, that's crazy. I was kind of thinking like maybe he wasn't going to have time to collect the money because he's like stealing a whole woman, but nope.
1: No, big question because, uh, spoiler, we will be going to the lair at some point. Christine is indeed there. Surprise, you guys. He absconded what? with her. I legitimately don't know at what point he gets this money, but, you know, I think I made a comment on a prior pod about how multitasking actually doesn't work, because I, like, looked at it on the internet. Rick said, I don't know that life, but... Rick said, always be multitasking. (laughs) In the morning, a note from the Phantom reminded them that payment was due. It was very helpful. Oh, I'm sure it was. Kara, would you like to read this note? Proceed exactly as you did
0: last time. It all went smoothly then. (laughs) Give the envelope containing the 20,000 francs to the excellent Madame Jury. Sounds like something Madame Jury wrote, but we know that she didn't, so.
1: So these men are simply not aware at any time that, like, Rick is in the walls, and if he's not, he's got the CCTV set up. Like, why why would you talk about your plans to try to not, why would you talk about plans within your shot of Rick? Like... It's not even like they tried to go to the Starbucks across the street. No. And, of course, Rick was in there, too. But, like, there was an attempt. They're they're just in the office talking in regular voices. They're not even exactly. trying. It's, it's disrespectful to Rick, actually.
0: Um, I do like that the note was accompanied by the same self-directed envelope. It only needed to be filled. He's just, like, you know, he's trying to make it easier for them. What a gentleman. He,
1: he's creating workable solutions. He's, crea- he's a job
0: creator. <laughs> Why is no one talking about this? Not
1: for, like... <laughs> Honestly, yeah, Rick should be uplifted as an example, which no, don't. You can go on com. Trust oh me. He's God. already. I would say that he's not uplifted as an example of the things that he should be. It's like in Romy and Michelle and she's like, I invented post-its. Yeah. Well, Rick invented business. Soft, yeah.
0: So. In office, manila envelopes. inter office. mail,
1: no. An icon a legend the moment, Rick. So they're like, OK, here we go. We're going to do this. Let's go.
0: Yep. So they put the money in. They count out their little monies. They put it in. They don't seal it.
1: They're already not
0: following the fucking directions. Right. Call Madame Jerry. She shows up. Mm -hmm. She is busted.
1: Gaston, why are you clarifying this?
0: She wears a crazy outfit. She looks. She is Mrs. Lovett for some reason. Well,
1: I like that it said costume corner or fabric corner with Kara. She wore the same black taffeta dress, though the black was now turning to rust and lilac. And I was like, oh, I know... That's an interesting way of describing how colors fade. And I'm like, I can see it. But I just also was sad that she can't have a new fit because uh, Madame Jury in the musical looks great. Immaculate. Later on, it says she has
0: three teeth. It's not good. Well, and also we also find out I'm just skipping ahead because whatever Uh, later she she gets ten dollars.
1: I like that it clarifies that Richard is like in his friendliest voice yeah we're here to talk about the envelope and another matter too this sentence are you still on good terms with the phantom what a novel folks like (laughs) couldn't be better sir never better i love it here like have you heard back from him like we've been texting him and he's not getting
0: back to us like have you heard from him
1: this is so these men kind of deserve what they get she's like no yeah we're great oh good we're delighted as you can see so tell me madame jury said richard adopting a highly confidential manner and men trying to do that is always the most obnoxious like we see you just between ourselves we can tell you you're no fool i these men need to be humbled they need to be humbled. and
0: actually. she's like no i'm not a fucking idiot fuck you
1: exactly and he's like
0: isn't this just he's like where is ashton Yeah, and she's like, we've
1: gone along with it, but we know it's a joke. Let's be done, right?
0: And she's like, I don't understand. And they're like, Well, what's who? Who's your accomplice? And she's like, What the fuck are you talking about? Exactly. And I did think this is unfortunately horny. Uh, You do exactly what he tells you. Oh, he don't ask very often.
1: Yeah, there was a lot of stuff in here that I was like, "Eh." sorry. I, they do a here's what's going to happen, which love that when an incompetent man starts with here's what's going to happen. First, you're going to tell us who, his name. And she's like, no. Oops. Yeah. But yeah, he always slips you a little something. She has no complaints. And they tell her that she's actually she's being underpaid for her service. to rent. And she's like,
0: I don't understand. And they're like, well, you'll see. Because she doesn't know how much money is in that envelope.
1: Yeah, there's a couple of things I needed clarity on here. I feel like but, she doesn't know. But, okay, you know this jumped out to me, I think because I like texted you as well. But for the moment, we'd like to know exactly why, for what extraordinary reason, you've given yourself body and soul to this phantom rather than to another. I'm so sorry. Are you asking, with all sincerity, sir, why any woman has given herself body and soul to Fitzwilliam Eric because settle the fuck down like you don't get it it's right <laughs> just it was 2005 Fred and precious and I got excited but then they were shady like don't tell me anyone can have the loyalty and friendship of Madame Jury just by slipping her the odd five or ten francs first of all she said it was ten right but she's not in
0: it for the money Kristen but is she in it but for? and also
1: to be honest the Phantom don't like me talking about his business and she's real for that and I love her <laughs> so what she did, she's not doing it for the bunny. no she's doing it because
0: it is revealed that after a long oh line God. of girlies doing battle by themselves and becoming marquesses and countesses and princesses and baronesses, Miss Meg Giri ever fucking heard of her is going to be an oh empress my
1: God. crucial how how did how did Madame Jury come by this absolutely, definitely true information? Uh, He just wrote her he just wrote it down, gave it to her He took his busted handwriting and wrote down dates and names of broads who were in the ballet and married real far upward, moving on up Does he know this? Did he have to research this? Like, we don't know. Rick doesn't have a job so he has all the time in the world, but um, yeah, he said I do like that he said Meg's going to be an empress and Madame Jerry was like, But she's not even the leader of like the little, what did it say? Oh, yeah, the day he said, my little Meg, the child of my bosom and fruit of my womb would be an empress as well. I believed it from top to bottom. Like, girl, we know. But um, yeah, I like that she said, how is she going to be empress if she's not a leader of the row right now? And Rick said, we here for you.
0: Rick said, righty ho. No, he didn't.
1: Yeah, and that is the one thing about this translate. It has some very British... Um, it's very... She is so cockney, it's ridiculous in this. She's like, oi, mister, you me dad. I want to know what bitchy French thing he said, but he said something with that energy. But yeah, but it is funny that um, Madame Jury had to say, like, now, Rick, let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Get her get her leading a row. And then, you know... Right, she's
0: not even in charge of that, because she's, like a,
1: she's a little kid, kind of. Now, said Madame Jury, I always thought the Phantom and Monsieur Poligny had secrets. Every time the Phantom asked Monsieur Poligny for something, he said yes. He never said no to the Phantom. I
0: wonder, I mean, it could be horny, but I wonder if it's also like, Rick just doesn't have the time right now to blackmail the shit out of our new managers, but I'm sure he had tea on like the old guy. Like, oh, if you don't do this, I'm going to like, you know, reveal these secrets
1: I don't know, but yeah, so Rick basically, he voluntold Paul and Yee that actually, so we're going to move Meg Jiri around, and it only took one time, and Paul and Yee was like, yeah, I don't get paid enough to fight with a ghost, so yep, and I'm going to vomit, but she's she's leading the row now, so Meg Jiri advancement, we love to see Meg it. Meg Nepo baby. So
0: they're like, hey, have you ever looked in this envelope? She's like, no. And she's like, oh shit,
1: that's like a lot of money.
0: <laughs> and then they're like, yeah, it is a lot oh. of money, by the way.
1: They tell her not to swear because they're silencing women. Right. And then they go, also, by the way,
0: we're arresting you. This is to catch a predator. And I'm Chris Hansen. (laughs) And we snuck you. We tricked you into coming to this office.
1: Gonna say we're catching the wrong predator here. But, you know, they're working with what they got. They're, They're working. So she's like, "Um, what the fuck? And she's like, I will beat your ass. Did you clock that it referred to her as little Meg's mother? Because while she does have her own identity, it is so important to also recognize... Like, we hadn't seen nor heard from Meg in quite some time, so how were you feeling with this?
0: No, I'm glad that she's... We know that she is a baron, or she is an empress, or whatever, because... Mm-hmm. Meg visibility. That's great. Um. Yeah, so she loses her shit, which I respect.
1: She starts beating these men, and I just picture it, like... I don't think Bad Girls Club is really what I'm going for, but it's just not, not bad wretched Girls Club. like maybe maybe Reno 911. That was a great <laughs> comedy show. Just just a fucking ridiculous someone attacking someone else scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, everyone in the shows on Reno 911 as well. They're doing double duty. I think but, so. Yeah, so they tell her she's getting arrested, and she starts like wailing on them, which is hilarious.
0: And they're like, "Yeah, you've been stealing the money." They she starts beating the shit out of them. With the money. It's all over the place. It's flying around. They're freaking out. They're like, is it the clown money? Not yet.
1: She is so above them. Madame Jury's three teeth clashed in a strident thunder of outraged discontent. Its general tenor, however, was perfectly clear. Me? A thief? A thief? Me? She struggled for breath. Defiled! She cried. I feel defiled. Madame Jury's
0: one inconvenience away from like a workplace like grievance absolutely she's gonna sue she's like recording everything she's like i'm gonna sue the shit out of these people when i'm done
1: yeah needs to document
0: and so then she then we stay on her because she sows a little discord because she's like well richard it? you should know better than me what happened to the money and Mancharman's like that's a weird thing to say richard why would he know <laughs> and she's like well they're in your it was in your pocket It ended up, the money ended up in your pocket. And then Richard started sweating and freaking out, which is funny. I love, I always talk about this. Like, it'd be like if you were accused of murder, like, how would you react? And it's like, you would look really guilty the way you're acting because, like, confirmation bias, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. But,
1: like, unfortunately, like, they got her so turned up that she started, uh, she started speaking out of her. And, like, she didn't want to do this. She knows, she said, uh, I don't want to be telling Rick's business. Rick doesn't like me to tell his business, but they got her so upset, Kara, that she actually had to like tell his business. Right?
0: Yeah, because he's like, because she says he doesn't like me talking about this.
1: May the Phantom forgive me. Love it. Ugh. And she's like, and when Richard started bellowing again, Ma Chaman told him to be quiet in no uncertain terms. Like it's just it's chaotic. She's like. The gist of it is the 20,000 francs end up in
0: Richard's pocket. And that's weird because we know it gets left on a ledge in the box. But it somehow ends up in Richard's pocket. And that's part of the whole thing. And she goes, yeah, haven't you ever noticed? And of course they haven't because they're clowns. And she's like, he's like, what are you talking about? And she's like, the envelope I put in Richard's pocket was the one he gave me. The one I took to the Phantom's box was another one that the Phantom gave to me beforehand that I had ready up my sleeve. So Rick gave her the clown money.
1: What's what's the Boy Scout motto, always be prepared? Um, this man's too prepared. Yeah, Rick was not in the Boy Scouts. It was more like that scene in Bridesmaids where they're not really in the fitness class, but they're like hiding behind a tree going along with the fitness class. In that way, Rick was in Boy Scouts, but he's always prepared. <laughs> but yeah, they're like... He gave her he gave her the the joke, catch me if you can money. Like he mm-hmm. was already. You're not gonna pull one over on him, guys. He knew this was
0: gonna happen yeah. way ahead of time. So then she when she put the envelope down in the box that they eventually find out is clown money, it was the clown money the whole time that she slipped out of her sleeve. And they go, It's so simple. <laughs> so simple. And then they go, All it takes is someone helping, and they're like you're quite sure it was the phantom who gave you this envelope and told you to switch it for the one we handed to you to deliver. Was it the phantom who told you to slip into Richard's pocket? And she's like, yep. And they go, let's see it. She like goes to leave and she's like, well, let's do the whole bit.
1: Let's, let's retrace our steps. Like exactly. Like I'm amazed they didn't go home and change into their other clothes. Maybe they're already wearing the same clothes. I don't know.
0: So she's like, no, it's really easy. So I drop off the fake money. I take the real money I put it in your pocket, usually when, like, I'm in the foyer with all, like, the gentlemen and the dancers, which we don't have time to unpack all that. And she's like, it's not fucking magic. I just slipped it in your pocket. And then she shows them how she does it. And they're like, oh, you're really good at that, (laughs) which is really funny.
1: It does kind of seem like basic pickpocketing 101, only like the reverse. But, you know, um, all right. Yeah. Couldn't be handier, snorted Richard. So
0: ingenious. But they're like, okay, well, then who pickpockets the money out of my pocket? That's right. And so now we get into chapter 18, more about the strange request for a safety pin. It's all coming together, guys. It's
1: all coming together. So, yeah, we're up to we're up to the night of the sinking. We're up no. to the we're up to Stanley Tucci, Bo and Yang and Matt Rogers being like, what the fuck? What the fuck? A woman has been abducted. Ice-T and Mariska Hardjate are here and they like are asking for safety pins what what's even real like what's happening yeah they're doing the whole like weird reenactment that someone said maybe they're doing a ballet and that made sense you know they're what's really fucking
0: stupid about this whole chapter is like when I retrace my steps it's not literal it doesn't have to be like this but they like no. are walking backwards that's why They're like, don't fucking touch him. They're bowing to people who aren't there. They're fake talking to people who aren't there. That's why, like, when Remy shows up, uh, they're like, don't fucking touch, like, the managers don't touch him because they're trying to reenact the whole thing. It's legit performance art. It's insane. Exactly. So then Schrodinger's Madame Jury in the box because... She drops off the twenty thousand, she slips it into the pocket and disappears. And then they're like, Well, we don't want any bullshit while we're reenacting this, so I'm going to lock you in a closet. And she says, Okay. Oh my God. So that's why she was locked in a closet.
1: No, it said something about like had to lock her in there so the phantom couldn't have contact with her. And it's like, once again, underestimating Rick, but okay. Exactly. Okay, besties. Yeah, exactly.
0: So they're fake bowing, they're doing some bullshit, uh, and this is when like, like some of the guys who are like, hey, we just need to like, just like a single supervisor needs to maybe like use their keys to like start, we need to start looking for Christine Daae, and they're like, no, no one touch us, we're doing it, we're doing the whole night over.
1: I do really like that Gaston LaRose says, listen, these guys are so lucky that the ballet girlies were occupied, because they would have... I mean, remember they're they're drunk. They they're here for a good time. They would have been screaming and dragging these men as they absolutely should. Absolutely, right? the high schoolers would lose it. The whole not touching thing would have gone to pieces real quick. But also, they would have uh, simply never stopped making fun of it. Yeah, and they would be
0: they would be right. Um, let's see. So then they they go through and they're like, "This is great. This is great. No one's gonna be able to touch this envelope." And then they're like, "Wait, fuck! Someone could." still take the envelope or no so then they're like okay so like we just went through the whole night no one there's a little horny moment because he goes it couldn't have possibly happened at the opera house did it happen on the way home and they're like no we took an Ooh. uber together yeah that's not possible
1: because i dropped you off in my cab they're in love they're in love he's like but when they're we still said fighting about money. to each other i'm like oh so yeah he's like so it was in your pocket when you went into your house uh what then bestie then they go oh my god We can...
0: We'll solve this problem. We just need a safety pin. We're going to safety pin the envelope to my coat foolproof. So they're like, we need a fucking safety pin. We need a fucking safety pin. That poor guy shows up. They're like screaming at him. They safety pin it. They're like, this is really scary. They're like, if this shit goes down, like if this shit gets stolen with this foolproof plan we have then we might actually have to believe in the Phantom of the Opera, which, unfortunately, Bestie, not looking good for you. So then the clock strikes midnight. They've locked the door.
1: Uh-huh. I do believe I might come around yet to believing that the Phantom is omnipotent, he said. For instance, don't you sense something uneasy, unsettling, frightening in the air in this room? You're right, admitted Ma Armand, who was genuinely on edge. The Phantom, continued Richard in a whisper as if he feared being overheard by invisible ears they're like wow did you feel that or- horny energy hit something's different something's different the clock strikes midnight
0: they're sweating they're like the chimes yeah. end they're like okay fuck we have to like go home at some point because like it's scary here yeah. and they go okay check check your pocket and he's like okay there's this safety pin it goes without saying as you so rightly said that nobody can rob us without my noticing But Mon still busy feeling Richard's coattails with his hands, suddenly cried out, I can feel the pin, but I can't feel the notes. Stop, Mon please, no jokes. This isn't the time for it. Well, see for yourself. With one quick movement, Richard removed his coat. Both directors rummaged for the pocket, but the pocket was empty. But most puzzling of all, the safety pin was still in the place where it had been pinned.
1: Iconic chapter for men feeling each other up. I love that. Then Let's they kind of turn on each other, which is sad. They do. Um, and well, he's like, dude, Rick I don't. Wants. I
0: didn't steal your fucking money. There was a knock at the door. Uh, he seemed to recognize Mark. And scarcely knowing what he was doing into the hands of his loyal but totally bewildered subordinate, he thrust the safety pin, which was now of no further use to him.
1: So imagine you're like pounding on the door, like, come on, this is so serious. First 48, a woman has been abducted. Get me a safety pin. All right. So then when they circle back to be like, guys, can you please take this seriously? Like we're concerned for a woman's safety. He just throws a safety pin at him. like. And they're like, I I hate it here. I am going to take a lunch at midnight and simply (laughs) never come back. Yeah, absolutely. It's like the Opera Garnier family is really getting toxic. Yeah, it's a toxic work environment. And the Benny Hill theme has been playing the whole time. And I can't believe we did it. We're that was the chapters. Prediction Corner. <sighs> prediction Corner.
0: <laughs> I yeah. think uh, Christine Daye is, it's just a misunderstanding. She's at like the Chipotle across the street. Oh, I wish she could just go get Chipotle. That'd be so nice for her. But no, yeah. I think she's in the lair. I think it's
1: going to take a minute for Raoul to make an ingenious plan. Because last time, famously, the Persian appeared and was like, hi, don't worry about it. That's Rick's business. I still think he's going to try to stop that. Yeah. And Raul's like, um, you know, I was at the women's march and Rick was not. And Christine is an autonomous person individual. So it's actually not Rick's business that he has abducted a woman. So... Right. He's, He's mental gymnastics his way to like,
0: this is fine.
1: Yeah, no, I actually, I really can't wait to get to to that part, how the Persian rationalized telling Raoul to just, like, let that one drop. Like, no! No. And chapter 19 is called The Police Inspector, The Viscount, and The Persian. Sadly, no Benoit Blanc mentioned anywhere in there, but... Because he would have cracked this shit wide open. We make jokes, but he would have done it. Yeah, this guy is not gonna work. No. Well, because the novel already tells us that he doesn't, but... Right. Right? (sighs) Wow. Wow. Who's better than us? Absolutely busted transitions this week, but uh, I just started watching Dairy Girls. So Mm. if you're sad about Phantom Closing or just in need of a good time in general and are somehow behind the times like I am, and what are you enjoying or enjoyed or soon to enjoy? Well, TV,
0: I just started watching. There's a new Marie Antoinette miniseries on PBS or I think it was originally on BBC but gowns beautiful gowns uh yes yeah Marie Antoinette has nothing to do with Phantom of the Opera but like it's although well no Klaus Grimshaw who's a lovely amazing I was about to say fan artist will link to their stuff um yes Ghost on the roof on webtoons if you're not reading it oh so Um, good but they have like a whole like They have, like, a Versailles, like, kind of, they don't, I don't think they have, like, a story related to it, but they just, like, sometimes draw, like, Versailles-era Christine and Raoul and the Phantom.
1: It's Ghost on the Roof, just a really great read, and their art in general, um, Klaus Grimshaw, they're on Instagram, Tumblr, I believe, as well. So, good place to end, just lifting up art, gowns, beautiful gowns. I'm,
0: I'm rereading Laura Olympus right now also on webtoons which is a Hades and Persephone story because I just finished I finished that book I bought when I was visiting you and Mm -hmm. girl it was very bad but you had fun and that's the important part I like didn't have that much fun I kept waiting for it to be better (laughs) and it never got better
1: I mean pivoting yeah Hades Town Corner I think Patrick Page Brian Dye, Patrick Page. He's on Schmigadoon right now. Got to watch yes, that. We got to watch like, that. If you want to see what the musical theater pe- people are doing, uh, a lot of them are on Schmigadoon. So and a lot of stuff. them,
0: a lot of the Phantom alumni are doing the Mooney. Did you see that? Yeah. Tell us. Tell us real quick. Uh, ben Crawford, who played the Phantom, is going to be in Beauty and the Beast. Yeah. John Riddle's going to be in Chess.
1: Oh, that'll be really good, actually. And then
0: Kenesha Marie Feliciano is going to be Uh, Maria in West Side Story. And I'm like, I'm not going to fucking St. Louis. But like, am I going to go to St. Louis? Like, maybe.
1: I'm still so happy you got to see her and sad I didn't get to see her. But uh, from what I heard, she's lovely. And West Side Story, one of my absolute favorite shows. So I definitely want to see her in like a role
0: that like allows her to like do stuff. Because I think she was like,
1: as an understudy,
0: you don't get to do a lot of like crazy shit.
1: Maybe we'll leave it there. We miss Phantom, but we're so glad to see the different cast members um, out and about in the world, working, booked and busy. And in some cases, Kara, Tony nominated. And in some cases,
0: fucking Tony nominated. Absolutely. Um, Follow us on Instagram. Follow us on TikTok. Leave us a review and Kristen will tell us what happened after she read The English Patient or maybe what happened after San Francisco
1: closed. And we're just jumping all over the place because, um, you know, that's our truth right now. We're all over yeah, the place. absolutely. But next time, we will see you in a couple of weeks with chapter... 19 and 20. Alright,
0: we'll see yeah. you then. Alright, bye. Bye.